Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 55 of Revelation chapter 14. And we're reading verse 20. Revelation 14 verse 20 says, And the winepress was trodden without the city, and blood came out of the winepress even unto the horse bridles, by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about the sixteen hundred furlongs. And as many of you know, uh, eBible Fellowship has been looking at the possibility that the sixteen hundred furlongs were to be understood as sixteen hundred days. As a matter of fact, it strongly appears that that in writing Revelation 14 with its strong emphasis upon Judgment Day, that the Lord has placed within the context of Judgment Day, and especially in the context of harvest, that harvest which is the end of the world, a number that reveals the duration or the length of Judgment Day. And that's the number 1,600. And and it's said to be 1,600 furlongs. That's how far the space of the blood that comes out of the wine press and goes onto the horse bridles by the space of 1,600 furlongs. But why did God tell us this information? Why give us a number at all? And why this number? That this is a very special number in a few different ways as it fits and, and harmonizes perfectly with some other information we've learned from the Bible. And, uh, well, before we talk about that, before we look at how well and how neatly 1600 fits in God's overall uh, timetable for judgment and for the end of the world, let's first ask the question that I know many people are wondering. Can we legitimately make the substitution or, or understand the 1600 furlongs as representing 1600 days? Is that permissible? Does God allow for that kind of interpretation. And, and well, what can we say except the only way to, to prove something is from the Bible itself. And so what we have to do is search the Bible because really the critique is that 1600 furlongs is not a time reference. It, it is um, a number that has to do with space or distance. It's from one point to another, and we did see that when we looked at uh, how God uses furlongs with the comments that Bethany was f- about 15 furlongs from Jerusalem, 
and uh, Emmaus was 60 furlongs away from Jerusalem and so forth. It's a, it's a distance. And it is true that it does take time to travel from one point to another to cover the distance. But in and of itself, a furlong is not a time word. And it's, it's not, uh, for instance, a day or an hour or a minute or a year. Those are time related words or a month, a week. There, there are many words that God could use to express time. And, and so, uh, part of the critique is, well, why didn't God just simply say 1600 days? If he wanted us to understand 1600 days, why didn't he just uh, tell us it was days rather than furlongs? Well, a couple of reasons. Number one, we know that God hides truth in the Bible. And it's how he wrote the Bible. That's why he spoke in parables. And you have to uncover, you have to dig into the word. And God especially would want to hide that information concerning the time duration for Judgment Day because a lot of other doctrine was hidden uh, that related to Judgment Day. The the, um, doctrine of hell has much to do with whether Judgment Day comes in a single day or whether it's carried out as it is presently on earth uh, over the course of uh, a span of time and 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 that allows for a lot of the biblical language where we read that the unsaved are experiencing weeping and gnashing of teeth or 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 certain scriptures like that that imply that uh, there's a period of torment and so a prolonged day of judgment satisfies all these other scriptures where Christ coming and that very instant and moment or day the world is over well then there's all kinds of other verses that are not satisfied by that that uh, are not explained it doesn't harmonize with them so that's one reason God wanted to hide truth and uh, another reason that God did not say uh, just plainly 1600 days is because nowhere else in the book of Revelation where a time period is given, is it a literal time period? For instance, when God speaks of three and a half days, the two witnesses are lying dead in the street three and a half days. That's not a literal three and a half days. It, it actually represents a period of 2300 days or over a little over six years. Or when God speaks of 1260 days that the woman flees into the wilderness. Well, that's representative of the entire church age. And that's hundreds and hundreds of years. Or when um, we read in the book of Revelation that Satan is bound for a thousand years. Well, that's a figurative number to represent, again, the church age, which continued for 1955 years. And there is no instance, and this was... Um, our mistake with the five months reference in Revelation 9. Outside of Revelation 9 in that five months, there is no instance in the book of Revelation where 
a time reference is literal or to be understood exactly as it's stated. They all are given to represent other actual periods of time. And we had to learn that concerning the five months. The five months after we passed October 21, 2011, we realized is not literal. It's just a figure of speech, just as the seven months the ark was taken by the Philistines was a figure representing the complete time of the Great Tribulation, the entire 23 years, so to the five months represents the complete time of Judgment Day. It doesn't tell us of itself how long that will be, but the five months is a figure to picture the entire period, however long it turns out to be. And and then the five months agrees with everything else in the book of Revelation that they're all figurative time periods. None of them are literal. Now, if God had said 1,600 days in this verse, in Revelation 14.20, then we would be inclined to look at it spiritually, to look at it as representative or typifying another time period that would be in actual days or actual time period. And and that's a, a very good reason why God would not give us the uh, reference to days. But rather, if he says 1,600 furlongs, well, now furlongs in and of itself has nothing to do with time. But as we dig into the, the verse, as we're commanded to do, to search the scriptures, to look at various possibilities, and especially as God opens up our understanding to see how key and significant that number is and how um, perfectly like a hand into the glove it fits with the length of time of the Great Tribulation and and so forth, then when we are able to discern that the 1600 furlongs represent an actual 1600 days, well, that is the spiritual meaning. That That is not something that needs to, uh, like the other time references, needs to be understood in a different way. Or, or, in other words, the 1,600 days are the actual days that 1,600 furlongs is pointing to. But, again, where is the biblical justification? Where does it say in the Bible we can do something like this? Well, let's go back to the book of Genesis, and we'll read in Genesis 40, when Joseph, who was a a very faithful man of God and obedient to God, even in the most difficult of circumstances, was cast into prison. And while in prison, he was given charge over some of the other prisoners because he was continually finding favor in the eyes of man due to the fact that he had favor in the eyes of God. God gave him favor in the sight of others. And we read in Genesis 40, beginning in verse 6, And Joseph came in unto them in the morning, and looked upon them, and behold, they were sad. And he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the ward of his Lord's house, saying, 
Wherefore look ye so sadly today? And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me them, I pray you. And that's important for us to keep in mind. Interpretations belong to God. God is able to interpret His Word. And God is able to provide a definition or an interpretation for something in His Word that we would not of ourselves have thought of or have thought it, it related in any way. As we think of things naturally, that we would not come up with the same interpretation. But God is God. And the Bible is a book in which God has hidden much truth and Christ spoke in parables to teach us how to understand the whole of the Word of God, the Bible. And so we have to look at God's methodology, especially here in relationship to the 1600 furlongs. And it goes on to say in Genesis 40, verse 9, And the chief butler told his dream to Joseph and said to him, In my dream, behold, a vine was before me. And in the vine were three branches, and it was as though it budded, and her blossom shot forth, and the clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. And Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and I gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand, and Joseph said unto him, This is the interpretation of it. Now Joseph is giving the interpretation, but who? Again, do interpretations belong to God? This is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Now, how is that possible? Where did that come from? The the butler has a dream, and he sees three branches in his dream, and Joseph interprets the branches to represent Days. Each branch a day. Three branches, three days. And then Joseph goes on to explain uh, what will happen in three days. The butler will be lifted up and restored to his office. Well, the baker is encouraged because he heard um, a positive interpretation. And so he uh, he tells Joseph his dream. And in verse 16 of Genesis 40, says, When the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good, he said unto Joseph, I also was in my dream, and behold, I had three white baskets on my head, and in the uppermost basket there was of all manner of baked meats for Pharaoh, and the birds did eat them out of the basket upon my head. And Joseph answered and said, This is the interpretation thereof. The three baskets are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head from off thee, and shall hang thee on a tree, and the birds shall eat thy flesh from off thee. Now that's a much um, more horrible interpretation, yet it was true. That's what happened to the baker in three days' time. He, he, was, he was killed by Pharaoh, and 
yet for what we're looking at is how God uses items or things or non-time words to represent time. In the case of the butler, it, it was three branches. In the case of the baker, it's three baskets. And the interpretation is three baskets are three days. So each basket represents a day. And three baskets, three days. Three branches, three days. Well, in Genesis chapter 41, Pharaoh, after the butler has been restored to his office and forgot Joseph for a couple of years, Pharaoh is troubled by some dreams. And we can only understand that God is the one giving Pharaoh these dreams, troubling him no end. He must know what the dreams mean, but no one in his kingdom can interpret them until the butler remembers his fault that uh, there was a man, a Hebrew, uh, who was in prison who interpreted the butler's dream and the baker's dream. So Joseph is called. And it says in Genesis 41, beginning in verse 15, And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And I have heard say of thee, that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, In my dream, behold, I stood upon the bank of the river, and behold, there came up out of the river seven kine, fat-fleshed and well-favored, and they fed in a meadow. And behold, seven other kine came up after them, poor and very ill-favored and lean-fleshed, such as I never saw in all the land of Egypt for badness. And the lean and the ill-favored kine did eat up the first seven fat kine. And when they had eaten them up, it could not be known that they had eaten them. But they were still ill-favored as at the beginning. So I awoke, and I saw my dream, and behold, Seven ears came up in one stalk full and good. And behold, seven ears, withered, thin, and blasted with the east wind, sprung up after them. And the thin ears devoured the seven good ears. And I told this unto the magicians, but there was none that could declare it to me. And Joseph said unto Pharaoh, The dream of Pharaoh is one. God has showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good kind are seven years, and the seven good ears are seven years. The dream is one, and the seven thin and ill-favored kind that came up after them are seven years, and the seven empty ears blasted with the east wind shall be seven years of famine. This is the thing which I have spoken unto Pharaoh, what God is about to do, he showeth unto Pharaoh. And we'll stop reading there, even though it's uh, a wonderful, true historical account, and, and really one of the uh, more beautiful stories found in the Bible. But but for our purpose, we're trying to say, do we have biblical justification for taking a word like furlongs, as it's used in Revelation 14.20, 
and to understand it as representing days, which has to do with time. And furlongs is not a time word. But what do we see as Joseph interprets the dreams of the butler and the baker and Pharaoh? That so far, and we're just in the book of Genesis in a couple of chapters, so far, according to the interpretation of God, that God says that three branches may represent three days. And God says that three baskets may represent three days. And God says that seven good stalks of corn may represent seven good years of plenty, and seven bad stalks of corn may represent seven uh, years of famine. Likewise, God says that seven fat kine may represent seven good years of plenty, and seven ill-favored kine may represent seven years of famine. And and again, let's ask the question that we ask of ourselves in Revelation 14.20. What do branches and baskets and kine and, and stalks of corn have to do with time? What do they have to do with time of themselves naturally? And the answer is nothing. Absolutely nothing. They are non-time words. That they are things that have nothing to do with time. God, uh, in in giving these dreams, could he not have um, had the butler dream of three days, or the baker dream of three days, or Pharaoh dream of seven years? Yes, he, God could have given the uh, the actual time references in the dreams but for the lord's own purpose he he gave dreams uh with items with things that that again of themselves have nothing to do with time and then he had joseph the most faithful child of god interpret them to represent time in each case and and this gives us biblical precedent to understand that, yes, it is possible that God may give a word. And, and uh, you know, understanding other parts of the Bible are just like understanding a dream. Actually, God gave dreams to some of the writers of the Scripture, and they wrote the, the things down. It, it, it became divine revelation, and and that that was one of the ways that God would bring divine revelation and have it recorded in His Word, the Bible. And, and so, when we're looking at Scripture and we're looking at the Word of God, we have precedent in um, in, in the Book of Genesis. You, you know. Um, I was recently talking to someone who was mentioning um, someone they know who is a lawyer, and I was saying, well, you know what? The, the Bible's a law book. The Bible is like a book of law, and and we have to search the Bible just as lawyers when they're trying a case, and, and they want to make a certain point. They 
they go over all the uh, like cases or similar cases, and they try to find precedent. They try to find a case that was tried in a court of law where a legal precedent was established in order to introduce it in their trial to give them some sort of advantage. And, well, that's the idea when we're studying the Bible. And when we find that God gives an allowance or or God himself interprets certain things that are non-time related items to be um, understood as time, three branches of three days and so forth, then that gives us the biblical precedent and justification for uh, understanding the possibility, of course much more has to go into it, but it grants us the the ability to say, well, could it be, it, it may be God is telling us through giving us this number of 1,600 furlongs in the last verse of this chapter, in this passage, in which he is laying out the final harvest of the world, Judgment Day. And it, it so happens when we do go 1,600 days from May 21, 2011, that it comes to the last day of the Feast of Harvest, October 7th, 2015, and and other interesting things begin to fit and harmonize together and and so we begin to wonder could the furlongs represent days and the bible says that given the precedent that we just looked at in genesis that we may proceed that that's basically what uh we were looking for permission from god to continue with that idea that 1,600 furlongs might represent 1,600 days. And the Bible allows for that possibility. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.